This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. was far spent and so today i want to i want to just i want to spend a few moments talking to you as a visionary can i can i do that i i I need to i need to get some things into your heart and if y'all would give me about 15 minutes i'll be done um um go to the book of joshua joshua chapter one so praise team uh music ministers don't you run off because i'm I'm going to make these few points and I'm going to be done. I want to give uh, Grace City all the time and space that they need to do the things they need to do. You don't have to stand. You don't have to stand. You don't have to stand. Um, um, y'all, in, in about maybe a little over a month, we'll be, we'll be embarking, maybe two months, we'll be embarking on moving over into our own place, a place that we can call ours. We can put our little signs up and be all cute and pretty. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, but, but I, I want you to know that, that there is something that's different that's gotta happen in order for us to move forward. And so today I, I want to talk to you as pops. I, I want to talk to you as dad. I want to talk to you today as, as visionary. I, I need to, I need to, I need, I need to say some things to us to prepare us for what God is about to do with us. Amen. Amen. So, so I need you to, I need you to listen both of your ears today. Listen, everybody say both of my ears, both of my ears. These listen both of your ears, your spiritual ear and your natural ear. I need you to hear it both of your ears because some of the things that I'm going to say to you today, um, it it may not make sense right now, but, but during the transition, it, it, everything's going to start to come together. Um, Joshua chapter, chapter one. Um, look at verse number one, Joshua chapter one, verse one. And uh, the New King James Version says it like this is after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them. The children of Israel. Look at verse number three. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have. Wait a minute, you missed it. Every place that your soul will tread upon, I have. Everything, every place that the sole of your foot will, future tense, I have already given it to you. Past tense. As I said to Moses... From the wilderness, Lebanon, the great river Euphrates, the land, the Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For you and this people shall divide for the inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers and have given to them. Only be strong and of a good courage. Father, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, this weekend was was one of the most different weekends I've ever experienced in my whole entire life, especially when it came to studying for a sermon. 
Um, typically when I set my heart to start studying for a sermon, typically within, I mean, it could be, it could be an hour, a few minutes. Sometimes God will start to minister to me the word that he wanted me to give. And, and now uh, the word would just really come really fast. And I, man, I'd be just so excited. I get back in the word. So, um, so I started this weekend studying and I'm, I'm listening and I'm praying and nothing is coming. Nothing is coming. Nothing is coming. And so I stayed up all last night and uh, Trina came in. She came to my office. She checked on me. She said, baby, you okay? And I said, yes. She said, and she looked at my notebook and my notebook was blank. My computer screen was blank. She said, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just waiting to hear a word from the Lord. She said, God hadn't spoke to you yet. And I said, I, I said, I said, no, he hadn't, he hadn't said a word to me. And then she got to look at him like there was some sin in my life. She was like, boy, are you straight? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. My hands clean. I'm straight. Yeah. And so, and I said, I, I don't know. I, Lord's never, he's never done this, but he's never done me like this before. He's never done me like this before. And so I stayed up really late and finally, finally, Lord didn't say anything to me. I said, Lord, I'm going to sleep. I'm just going, I'm going to trust you for a word tomorrow. And I said, Lord, please be there tomorrow when I wake up. So I laid on down when I, this never happened before. This, this has never happened to me. So I laid on down. I went to sleep and, uh, um, about probably about, uh, I don't know, about four, three or four o'clock this morning, God woke me up with one word, one word. One word. That word was change. That word was change. I, I heard it. I heard it explosively. I rose up. I jumped up. And I'm like, yes, Lord, thank you. you still talking to me. So I jump up. I'm excited. Uh, I, I run. I run in my office. I cut my computer on. You know, uh, I'm looking at my stuff. I get my Bible. And I'm like, okay, Lord, now what? This happened this morning. And again, he said absolutely nothing. And I'm like, okay, Lord, come on now. So now it's, it's six o'clock and now it's seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I'm like, Lord, you hadn't said a word to me. I, Lord, what do you want me to do about this change? And here's what God said. God said, the change is starting with you. But as the change starts with you, then it has to go to the people. As it is with the Father, so it is with the sons. So God said, I'm changing my approach. I'm changing. He said, here's what God said to me. I feel like, I feel like I've been here before. Um, really. Um, this is, where we're supposed to be. But, but here's, here, here's, what, here's what God said. God said, the place you found me at last time, I'm not going to be found in that same place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, if you're going to find me in this season, you're going to have to dig for me in this season. You're going to have to really want, you're going to have to search for me with this season with all of your heart. Glory to God. Because in this season, I've got to test you to see those who really want to know me and those who really just want to roll with me. Listen. Listen, so, so God gave me the word change and I, and I, and so I'm praying. I'm saying, okay, Lord, what do you, so, so, so I'm, I'm trying to find a scripture and I'm looking for a scripture that deals with change and, and I'm just like, okay, God, I can't find anything. Okay. So I just got quiet and said, Lord, you got to speak to me. Lord, if you're not going to say anything, I'm going to get up in front of them people. And I'm going to stand up there and tell them God didn't give me anything to say. And so I guess he felt sorry for me. So then he, he, he kind of started speaking to my heart. And so God, God reminded me about this story about Joshua after Moses had died. Now, after Moses had died, this was a, this was a, a serious change for the Israelites. This was a serious change because, 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 uh, Moses and Joshua were two different types of leaders. And I'm trying to deal with a lot about, a lot, a lot of that today, but they were two different <clears throat> types of leaders. 
Moses was a very demonstrative leader. Moses was a very strong leader. Moses went into God's presence. Moses, when Moses came out of the mountain, Moses came down. His face was shining. So people knew that Moses had been with God. Moses went up in the mountain, got a word from God. Moses came down and told everybody what, what God had said. And that's what God did. So Moses was, Moses was this, this man that parted the Red Sea. Moses, Moses was, was a fierce leader. And, and Joshua was just kind of a servant. Joshua was more of a militant. Joshua was more of a strategist. Joshua was more of a, he was more of a, more of a fighter. He wasn't, he wasn't like Moses. Two, two different types of leadership. And, and so they're at this place and uh, Moses died, but Joshua doesn't know what to do because sometimes change can be difficult. Sometimes change can be hard. And so God tells Joshua, he says, Joshua, what are you doing? He said, tell the people to keep moving forward. Moses is dead. We've got to keep going. Glory to God. In other words, in other words, there are some things in order to move forward, you've got to be willing to let die. Let me say that again. In order to move forward, there are some things behind you you have to be willing to let die. He said, y'all got to let Moses die so that you guys can move forward. Glory to God. So listen, so as I'm, as I'm looking at this, as I'm looking at this, here here are, I, I, I broke this down into kind of an acrostic so you guys can kind of understand it. That the C in the word change, the first thing that we have to change as we move forward into the new building, as we move forward, and it's not just about the building, it's it's about into this new this new purpose that God has for us. It's moving forward into this new purpose. It's not about the building, it's about the purpose. It's about the plan of God. So I need you to keep that in your mind. It's not about the building. Thank God for it. It's going to be there. Thank God for what we're going to be able to do in that building. But it's not about the building. It's about the plan and the purpose. Everybody say plan and purpose. Good. Amen. So the first thing that we have to change is our culture. Our culture has to change. The word culture is the way of life. The way groups of people do things. The meanings of the way we do things. Our social habits. Um, our culture can be fine as, as the, the, the collective norms, rituals, and behaviors that groups of people share. The values, even the moral goals. So some, of the, some of the things that we do culturally have got to change. You know what that means? That, that means that as we move forward, that means we, we're going to have to learn how to embrace other cultures. We're going to learn how to embrace other people. We're going to learn how to embrace other people that don't look like you and may not dress like you. It may not smell like you. Listen, listen, I, 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 I need to warn you now. We're going, we're going on the south side, south side, south side, south side, south side. Hey, okay. I, I just, I just, I just want y'all to know that. I just need y'all to be prepared for that. I, because, because here's what I'm telling. Because what, what, what I'm telling, what I'm telling you is that, that, that there's going to be some people, there's going to be some people that walk in. They're not going to be dressed like we dress. And I'm good with that. I'm good with them. I want them to come on in, honey. I'll come on in and have a seat. I want y'all to treat them, treat them like they, like, like they, like they millionaires. I just, just, just bring them on in and treat them, just treat them like the royalty. That's what God is saying. So culturally, there's some things culture we're gonna, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to adjust to the culture. We're gonna have to adjust to the culture. We gotta start getting prepared for that. Hey, another thing we gotta do culturally is, is, is we gotta, we gotta start hanging out with people we, we normally wouldn't hang out with. We, we gotta, you, you gotta invite somebody over to the barbecue that you normally wouldn't invite over to the barbecue. I got one all right and two amens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Y'all quit being like that. There's some, there's some cultural, there's some cultural things that we've got to overcome. Amen. Uh, we, we've got to, we got to learn how to say, how, you know, I, I, where's Barry? Is Barry in here? Barry, Barry's not in here. Barry, when, when Barry closed out, um, Bible study Wednesday, he liked to scare everybody in the room. 
those of you here Wednesday night, very close. He, he, he said a prayer. He said a closing prayer. But after the closing prayer, he said some Hebrew words. We had no idea what in the world he said. So I'm got my eyes closed and, and he was praying and he said, you know, amen. Then he said, Roshalaka Mashika or something. I said, what? I said, man, what you speaking over us? I didn't know what he was saying. But, but you know, the, the more, the more I think about it, you know, that there are some things culturally that, that we've got to prepare ourselves for. Listen, we, we got to prepare ourselves to be able to say thank you, Jesus, in Spanish. Woo, I can't wait it. We're going to get some cucarachas or what they call them things. Yeah, maracas. Yeah. What I call them? I call them the wrong thing. I'm sorry. I don't know. That, that's what my culture got to change. Y'all got to help me too. Cause my, my culture got to change. Amen. So, so, but what, what I'm saying is, well, that, that's, that's, that's the part of our culture, you know, because, because sometimes y'all, we, we become so settled. We become so set in our way. We become so set in the way we do it. And then when somebody else comes in and tries to do a little bit different, you know, because we're so used to doing it the same way. Listen, tell your neighbors and stop turning your nose up like Pastor Love. And when culturally, there are some things culturally that we've got to, we, we've got to, you know, we've got to get ready to embrace some new culture. Hallelujah. Amen. Because, you know, God, God said, he said, he said, I'm sending you to the nations. He said, I'm sending you to your own little neighborhood. If we're going to reach the nation, the nation is everybody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you know what that means? We've got to, we got to be prepared to eat some different food. Amen. Amen. I got one person clapping. Hallelujah. Amen. We can't just eat barbecue all the time. Oh, y'all mad? Glory to God. I'm, not, I'm talking about, I'm talking about culturally. Yeah, yeah, we can't, yeah, we, y'all, listen, let, let the chicken live. Come on, man, let the barnyard pimp make it, man. Let him make it. Let's, why we gotta have that every funeral? Why we gotta eat that every funeral? Come on, man. Gotta have it every funeral? Come on, man. There's, there's, I'm just, I'm just talking about some things that we just do culturally and we just, we just get caught up in doing the same thing the same way. But listen, God, that, that's not the way God has designed church on purpose. Because everything that we do is going to have a purpose. And we're not doing this cookie cutter stuff and just doing it this way because we've always done it that way kind of stuff. No, no, we're going to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And we're going to allow God to help us to change the culture. H. H is habits. Habits. A settled or regular tendency or practice. Especially one that is hard to give up. Habits. Sitting in the same places. I'm, I'm treading lightly. We, we gotta break those, because you know what? Check this out, check this out. 
In order for God to prepare us for television, we can have empty seats up front. We can have empty seats. So what, so what's going to happen is on purpose, we're going to have our ushers and they're going to be so nice to y'all. Oh, they're going to be so nice and they're going to be smiling because we're going to choose the one that's smiling. We're going to choose the one that's lovely. We're going to choose them. And they're going to, when you come in, we're, we're going to, we're going to choose the one that's got Joel Osteen spirit. Come right on in. It's going to be a glorious day. I have my Bible. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, okay. I, I got carried away, y'all. Forgive me. I got carried away. Got a little carried away. Okay, I'm sorry, Trina. Okay. Got a little carried away. But, but what they're going to be doing is, what they're going to be doing is, see, when, when they, when they usher you in, when they usher you in, and they're, and they got you like this, and they're, and they're marching you to your seat, and see, you have a tendency that you, you know that's your seat. This gonna, yeah, some, some of you gonna feel like that. But, but what I need you to do, I need you to break that habit. I need you to follow the ushers. I need you to let them, let them, let them seat you because, because, because it's not about you. It's about what God is trying to do in the purpose that He's creating in the church as a whole. Amen. And watch this. And, and sometimes, sometimes God is trying to strategically sit you by somebody else. Because because either there's something that he wants you to give to them or something that he wants them to give to you. But sometimes we become so comfortable seated beside the same people all the time. And that's part of the habit. Watch this. Some of y'all like to park in the same place. Wait in the water. So, so watch this. So watch this. So next starting next Sunday, right out here. Our wonderful parking lot team are going to be there and they're going to be ready to help you get. Oh, they started today. Amen. That's 100. So, so you know what you got to do? You got to break the habit. You got to, you got to stop putting up in here like you, Coach Seaver or the fall guy or the night rider. Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know who for drive fast. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I went back too far. So, so when, so when you come in, now we're gonna, we're gonna have our, we're gonna have our team outside. And, and what you do, you gotta break the habit of wanting to park where you wanna park and allowing them to assist you. Because, because when we go to the other building, they're gonna have to, you're gonna, we're gonna have to have a team out there that's moving you guys along and helping you get to a parking place. There is nothing that I hate worse than to pull up in a crowded parking space and I'm having a parking lot and having to drive around for 15 minutes trying to find a parking space. That's not going to happen on purpose. At least we're going to make, we're going to do our best to make sure that don't happen. That when you pull up, we're going to have already have a parking space designated just for you. And nobody on this side happy. Okay. Okay. So, so we, 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 we gotta, we gotta break some of those habits. So we gotta break, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta change a culture. We, we have to change some of our habits. The A is we have to change some of our attitudes. Our attitudes have to change. Listen to this. A settled way of thinking about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. We have to change our attitudes. 
We have to get out of this. I don't like this person and I don't like these people. Amen. We got to get out of that attitude and we, and we, we, we have to learn how to love even people that are really very difficult to love. And that's an attitude because, because they're, they're coming from the north and south and east. People are going to be coming from everywhere. So we have to learn how to love everybody. Here's what, here's what God said. He said, if you can't love your brother that you see every day, how can you love me and you've never seen me? That's what God is saying to us. So, so we, so we have to learn love. And, and I've taught y'all that I've taught series on love and I've taught you how to love and, and I've taught you the importance of love. And, and when you've got somebody in your life, man, that, that you kind of, you know, they've kind of a frictional character. You know what you, your job is, is to pray for them every day. To lift them up in prayer every day. To put them on the top of your prayer list and pray good prayers over them. Pray good because at the end of the day, you, you, we're going to be in heaven together. Amen. We, yeah, because because we because a lot of times God will put abrasive people in your life to scrape some stuff off of you because you're a little rough around the edges. Amen. Glory to God. And so and so our attitudes have to change the way our thinking has to change. Our thinking about each other. Our thinking about, you know, you know, should the lights be on? Should they be dim? Should they be this? You know, don't worry about it. just come on in here and worship. Just, just come on, just come on in and worship. So our attitudes, our thinking, our behavior has to change. And, and, uh, especially when, when th- there is somebody in the church who, who changes your behavior. A person who changes, when they, the moment they walk in, you get that knot in your, in your, in your throat. That the moment you see them, your blood pressure start to, you know, your forehead start to sweat. Kind of like mine is. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's that person. It's that person. And that's part of that. That's part of that attitude adjusting that we have to, that we have to change. Because when, when people walk in, you know, it, it may be, it may be a beggar off the street. It may be, you know, people with mental illness. They may walk in off the streets and we got to make sure that we have a good attitude about everybody that walks in. And we're going to have, we're going to have systems in place to, that take care of those types of individuals. But when we walk in, we've got to embrace them. Amen. We have to embrace them and we have to make sure that our attitude is right because God is checking your attitude. And y'all heard the age old saying that your, your attitude determines your altitude. Y'all got it. Okay. Now watch. I like this. I like this. I like this one. Um, the end is the narrative. The end is the narrative. We have to change the narrative. We have to control the narrative. The way of presenting or understanding a situation or a series of events that reflects the, or promotes a particular point of view or set of values. We have to allow God to control our narrative. We don't let other people tell us why we're doing what we're doing. We allow God to control the narrative. Um, when, when, when Joseph's brothers threw him uh, in the pit and they sold him into slavery. Now watch this. One narrative says that he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to be anything. That he would never come out of that. That he was never going to be. He, he, he was going to be nothing for the rest of his life. But watch this. When he took that narrative and he gave the narrative to God. Then now he's standing in the king's palace. He said, and you know what he tells his brothers? He says, y'all don't understand. He said, what y'all, y'all's narrative was for bad. But God changed the narrative and God worked it out for good. Glory to God. So we have to make sure that as we, as we tell the story of church on purpose and how it became, we have to make sure we understand that the narrative belongs to God. 
that this is a God thing. That God did this. No one could have planned it like this. No one could have orchestrated it this wonderfully, this masterfully. Nobody did this but God. And we always give glory back to God because he is the ne- he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the writer and, and, and he's the publisher of this story. God's building a beautiful story and he's just, thank God that he's written us into the story of this masterpiece he called Church on Purpose. I thank God for it. I thank God for it. The G, and I'm almost done. Your narrative has to change. G is your giving has got to change. Freely transfer the possessions to some to something or to someone or to hand it over. Your giving has got to change. You you can't you can't give on this level the same way you gave on the last level. Because because God is elevating you. God chooses and God wants to elevate you. So your giving has got to change. You you've got to give up. You've got to that that same five dollars you gave five years ago is not working today, baby. Glory to God. God's tired of seeing that same old $5 bill you put in the offering every day. And, and some of you guys are doing a great job. So if that shoe don't fit, then don't force it. Amen. If it don't fit, don't force it. Just relax. Oh, y'all know what I'm coming from. Glory to God. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is that in order for God to complete the work that he's trying to do in your life, you've got to challenge yourself to give above what you would normally give. God, you, you, you gotta get, watch this. You gotta give until it hurts and make you laugh at the same time. It hurts because you've never given that much, but it makes you laugh because you're able to give that much. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on. Y'all might as well say amen to me today. Glory to God. But our giving has to change. Not only that our financial giving, but also, also our sacrificial giving. The giving of our time, the giving of our strength, the giving of our, of our energy, the giving, uh, the, the giving of our talents. That, that's what God is saying to us, that we've got to give. We gotta be prepared to give. And the giving part of ourselves have got to change. The culture has got to change. Our habits have got to change. Our attitudes have got to change. The narrative, we allow God to change the narrative. Our giving has got to change. And lastly, I'll wrestle with this one. Lastly, lastly, our efficiency has got to change. Our efficiency has got to change. I wrestle with this because I was going to say excellence. Because we hear that word a lot. Excellence, excellent spirit. But guess what? I'm not really tripping on being excellent right now. I want to be efficient. I want to be efficient. Listen to efficiency. Achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. I want us to be efficient. Let me tell you what I mean there. I don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. I don't want to lose anyone to Satan. I don't want to lose anyone to the world. I don't want to lose. I don't want people to be backslidden in a backslidden condition and nobody's reached out to them. I want to be efficient. I want to make sure that our, our singles are, are, are ministered to. I want to make sure our married couples are ministered to. I want to make sure our youth and I want to make sure that our, our senior citizens are ministered to. I want to make sure our men and women, boys, I want to make sure that, that the entire church is ministered to, that there's something going on that's ministering to every person, to every need that's in the house. I want to be efficient. When you come to church on purpose, I want you to, I want you to walk in knowing that needs are going to be met. I want you to walk in knowing that there's going to be a relevant word, that there's going to be a word spoken in that house, that, 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 a word that you need to hear. A word that God has ordained for you in that season. And that's the word that God gave for me to you. The word has changed. 
Now, I've got to be honest, and I'm closing. Change is it's not going to be easy for some. Things are going to be done a little different. Many people who are used to having positions are going to have to be shifted around right now. If you're operating in a position, thank you. But just know that you're not holding that position. That's, that's not your position. You're there temporarily until we, until we can reconvene and regroup and get some things together. You may or may not hold that position. But guess what? Don't worry. Hallelujah. Because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the plan and the purpose of God. I like what Stalin says. She said, it's about ministry. I want to see souls saved. I want y'all listen. I'm telling you, I want to see broken homes fixed. I want to see it. I want to see husband and wives come back together. I want to see it. I want to see wayward children come back home. I want to see, I want to see that desperately. That's desperate in my heart. I want to build something. I want to build something for our community. I don't want our, our boys and girls to have to go out and lose their lives somewhere on a park playing basketball. I want to, I want to build us a gym. I'm talking a ridiculous gym. I want to, I want to build, you know, we got people that like to play volleyball and yeah, we like to go bike riding and you know what? Well, we ought to, I want a bowling alley in my church. Why not? I got 14 claps. The rest of y'all. No, I'm serious, man. I want people, man. And listen, it's not impossible. People are doing it every day. Some people got bow knives in their houses. Happen every day. How can we have a food court? Cafeteria. Why not? All the caterers and cooks and stuff we got going on. I'm talking about meeting the needs, real needs of real people. That's always been in my heart. Hallelujah. That's always been in my heart. The day I lose that is the day I'll step down. And I don't think I'm going to lose it because I don't plan on going anywhere. Amen.